I don't remember how I got into this. But Talk to me. I was, uh, I was one of the engineering managers at Bridgestone Firestone, the world's largest tire rubber company. And uh, someone asked me to come to Fort Worth version of this. I said, sure, what do you want me to do? And they said, well, we'd like you to talk about tires, what makes them cool, what makes them dangerous, how do they affect these guys on, on fire apparatus. Sure. I said, yeah, I can talk about that. And the way that I got linked in here was kind of by accident because I was there and everybody was saying that uh, Bill Foster's going to be here. I'm like, who's that? <laughs> so I said, that's my exact reaction. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They say it's a big deal. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not changing my pers my presentation. <laughs> and I don't do presentations anyway. I do programs. Yeah. So you kind of twist it. Right. <laughs> I so, love it. So Bill came into the classroom. I'm like, who's this old guy, man? And we continued and, and did the presentation. So I had another... Uh, guy that works for me then doing the hands-on portion and uh, Bill said hey man he mind talking for a second and I was like yeah yeah sure what do you want to talk about and he says let's go out here and we wind up sitting on it on the bumper one of the fire apparatus and we, we were out there four hours it's 101 degrees wow. in Dallas Fort Worth and I really liked him yeah and he seemed like he could replace my grandfather or something he was just very well spoken very calm almost uh, like a a hypnotist type voice, vocal tone. And he said, I got this little thing out of here in Lansing. I'd love for you to come out and teach, you know, at my event. And I said, where? And he said, Lansing. Lansing where? <laughs> and he said, Lansing, Michigan. I said, is there anything out there? Yeah, right. You know, because I don't want to just come out there and it's just like cows and stuff. And he said, I yeah, just come I out. And I came out, and I, I met it, and no one knew who I was. No one. Bill Foster was the only person here who knew who I was. So I got out, and I, I did my, my tire presentation. And I think I had three people in the room the first day. Right. And I was supposed to speak that Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And the next day, I said, okay, cool. I'm still going to give 100%. I don't care what happens. And I gave 100%. So the next day, I think we had like 30 or 40 people in the room. Okay. And I said, where did all you guys come from? They're like, man, Bob said I should come see your presentation. Oh, Jeremy said I should come to yours. Even a couple employees came in and said, uh, we were told we need to come in here and see your presentation. I, I said, I don't do presentations, guys. I, I, do, I do productions. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were like, yeah. they were totally confused. They kind of taken aback by me. They didn't know how to yeah. respond. Yeah. And I think they saw how much fun I was having talking about tires because I've been to tire classes before, and I'm just going to be honest, they suck so bad. And what I would do is take notes and say, okay, I like that. I'm going to do that. No, I don't like that. I'm never going to do that. And I went to a lot of different speakers in any type of occasion or type of speaking arena or entity and took notes and uh, started doing this more and more. And then law enforcement found out because somebody from law enforcement was at one of these events and they said, hey, can you come train us in tire forensics? And and so it was just me then. So now we're a staff of seven, including wow. paralegal, and we travel all over the world and do court cases and train. And uh, this is this is the tire guy, right? Tenant and Associates. Tenant and Associates is now Tenant Winkleman and Associates because my vice president slash business partner. Uh, it's kind of a sad story, but it had a good ending. My wife had cancer year year before last, and Ron, my vice president, was on staff already. And he said, TJ, I, I got the business, don't worry, I'll run it. Wow. Just take your time with your wife. And Jody got back healthy, and I thought, I mean, Jody and I agreed that, you know, we got to do something more than just say thank you. Sure. Let's make him a partner and let him share some of the profits and vice president of operations. That's and so he 
he brought it to the game. And he and I are kind of like polar opposites, which really works for that us. That works well. It works really well. We're yeah. more aggressive. So if an attorney doesn't pay, then I get on the phone and we get paid. And, <laughs> yeah, but out here, this is kind of this this event with, with Spartan is close to my heart because they kind of gave me my start in EVT training. I had only trained that once when Bill saw me out at Fort Worth and he happened to be there. Yeah. And he and I developed a very, very, very special bond. As a matter of fact, we're going to try to go see him at the hospital today. Uh, and when I met the staff out here and the people, the technicians that come out here, the, the biggest thing that I realized with them is they're not just out here to take some time. They actually really want to learn. They do. And they ask a lot of questions. And, and I love to be challenged because we're not just here for the technicians. When they ask questions, they're involved with the class. They talk to us about stuff we didn't know either. We're like, oh, really? Hold on. Where's yep. my notepad? What did you say again? And then we investigate that and we'll upgrade. We never do the same presentation twice. Yeah. It's always They're something. Always learning. Exactly. Yeah. So it's always something new based on something somebody here said or uh, something we saw when we were doing a court case or whatever to upgrade it. And you really can't bring the same presentation every year. Otherwise, nobody's going to come see you. Uh, you want to bring something interesting and fun. And if you're not excited, it's freaking crap. About well, what so you're I, doing? I want to ask you about that, right? So before, um, I had the honor to just hang out and watch you teach a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, you have this infectious quality about you in such a great, positive way. Your teaching style just brings people in. Where does that come from? You're excitable. You're excited. You like what you do. You obviously love what you do. You have a passion for it. And you like to teach and share. Where does that come from? There was a, a, a time in my life I call the dark periods <laughs> that no one would have wanted to see me talk, teach, or anything else for that matter. And uh, just through my family, my wife, my son, my mother, uh, all giving me this zest for life. Yeah. Uh, I, I tease people and say the last time I had a bad day was back in 63. And they say, what day was that? Well, it was the day I was born. But ever since then, I've had the greatest privilege, the greatest blessing, the greatest anything to have the opportunity to meet literally some of the best people yeah. in the world. Yes. And, and I don't mean just fanatically. I, they are legitimately interested in you as a person, not just in you as an instructor. And me thinking, I had a court case once and I was on the stand and they said, uh, you quit your old job so you can make a bunch of money. And I said, I can teach anybody how to make money. That's nothing. I teach, I, I do this and do this job now because I was bred by God to do it. <laughs> and the guy was like, can we take a break? You said that on the stand? I said that on the stand. <laughs> Even the judge went, uh, yeah. like, uh, how do yeah. you, what do you say to come back again? Yeah. And, yep. and of course we won that, that case. But every day, every single day you wake up, I mean, I don't drink coffee. I don't do drugs. I don't really drink. I don't, I don't do anything weird. And when I get up at three o'clock every morning, I'm up. I'm at 100 percent when I get up because I'm like, come on, man, I got another day. Really? I love that. I got another day and the sun's going down for me. It's not coming up for me. I just made 60 years old last weekend and I'm living the absolute best life that I could have ever better than I could have imagined if I imagined it. I drive a Ferrari. I mean, I drive a Mercedes. I drive all this cool stuff. And with that stuff, those are tools in life to make other people's lives better, not mine. 
So if I'm in, in that car and I see you with your kid at the gas station, I'll just come to you. You don't have to come to me. Hey, man, want to let your son sit in the car? And, of course, the kid's like, yeah. And the dad's like, well, who are you? <laughs> I love that. So all of my life, I have a phrase, and that phrase is, people should be better off by having met me than if they had never met me. Everyone. Everyone that I meet. And to share some of the knowledge, the wisdom, the opportunities that I've had on, on this earth. With my wife getting over cancer and, and being poor, one time almost homeless, and having a second chance to come back and do what I do today, it is beyond my com comprehension Sure, to do that. Yeah. Even meet people like you guys, and you guys are like watching my presentation. And I'm like, I don't know who they are, but they're wanting to learn, so I'm going to teach them too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's important to enjoy those opportunities. I agree. And, and just enjoy life to its absolute. Grab it by the throat and bring it with you. Well, let me tell you this. Meeting you today, I'm better for it. I'll tell you something else. Um, I seeked you out today because I had multiple people on our social media channels tell me I need to meet you. That means you've made a difference in their lives. There are people in this conference center that told me you need to sit down with TJ because you've impressed them. You've made a difference in their life. My man, you are doing exactly the mission you just talked about. And you're doing it every single day through that smile and your laughter, your knowledge and experience. And that's what life is about. You are leaving it better than you found it every day, brother. It's awesome. Absolutely awesome. I got to thank you for that because that's important for me uh, to leave people better off. Everybody seems as though they're going through something nowadays, good or bad. Mm -hmm. And if I know they're going through something bad, I got to do just a little bit of something to make their lives better. Just a little bit. I agree. I agree now more than ever. I want to share a personal story with you. Um, just two weeks ago, I was in Hawaii um, Sebi was with me. Um, we were there, invited there to document the fires that happened in Maui, part of our podcast and the social media platform. That changed me. That week absolutely changed me. Now, I know it's only two weeks ago, but I feel better. I walk differently. I look at people differently. I'm tipping more than I've ever tipped before. You know why? Because I can. Not that I have so much to give, but I have more to give than most. Yes. And so if I have that opportunity to do that, that's, a, that's more important to me than ever. Or just a simple, you don't have to have all the means in the world to make a difference. You can right. just give somebody a smile. You're right. Lend an ear. Listen. Instead of talking, just listen. Yes. Somebody has something to say. Give them that respect or that opportunity. I think it's so important. You know, it is when I was retiring from my previous life as a tire engineer, during my retirement, uh, typically upper management has their own private little thing. And I said, nah, I gotta do that. We gotta do something for everyone. And I had this beautiful uh, little Hispanic lady come in with some of the people that basically took the trash out and stuff at night. And she was crying. And I said, what's wrong, Maria? And she goes, you're the only executive that ever acknowledged us, that ever saw us. And I said, no, no, that can't be true. I said, they, they spoke. She said, Sometimes I have to ask them to move their feet off the trash can so that I can throw their trash out. She said, you knew my name. You knew my husband was in the hospital. You know my kids' names. And we're sorry to see you leave. 
And I, I couldn't say anything for a moment because I thought, wow, the only difference that my interaction with her was from the other management was I saw her because she used to be me. I used to be so poor. I used to be that guy in the hotel taking the trash out. I used to be the guy doing whatever that everybody looked at as mundane. And now they see me and some people think, well, TJ must have been born with a silver spoon in his mouth. I was not. I really was not. I had to work for every dime. There was a time when I worked three jobs, 18 to 22 hours a day for seven years. Yeah. And still was barely making ends meet, but it was worth it because it honed me into who I am today. And those people, those people, the people here that served us lunch today and dinner, I see them and I acknowledge them every chance that I get. I believe in that so much more so. And as I grow and mature in my own life, even more so. Yes. I'm a better human today than I was yesterday. And I hope that every day forward, I'm, I'm better for it. I think so much about valuing your experiences, surrounding yourself with people that make you want to be better, yeah. that push you to be better, is so important. It, it is. My father, uh, who passed a few years ago, was a, a big influence on me. Uh, I remember not having a lot of money growing up, but I had some great times hunting, fishing, sure. and stuff like that. And I, I still don't have a chance to do it as much as I'd like, but I still do it when I can. But having that father and that mother there in the house with me was an opportunity that very few young people get today, it seems to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really important for me with my son. We have a 20-year-old, one-year-old son. And he feels comfortable coming to me in my home office and talking to me about anything, yes. sex, drugs, women, whatever. And that hour that he comes in there is dedicated. Whole, as a matter of fact, my office at my house is set up so I have to turn away from my computer and give him 100% of my attention. And uh, I, I think people have to relish the moments, the private moments that you have with your kids, with your family members, with your friends. So I don't know if you had a chance to re meet Ron, my vice president, but Ron... The people who work with me aren't employees. They're my extended family, and I treat them as my extended family. So if they're in trouble, or not that they get in trouble, but if they need some help with something, I am there to support them, as I would a family member. Sure. And I think the key to running any successful organization, and ours is infinitely more successful than I ever thought it would be, is to just listen sometimes. And uh, that is undervalued. And I, I think if people spent more time just being quiet and listening to what someone else has to say, it really can make a profound difference in your life. Being present. Yeah. But sometimes that's all they want. That's it. Uh, and we do a lot of keynotes and things like that. And I was doing a keynote, and I think it was in Florida or something recently. And sometimes I found that people walk up and they just want to touch you. <laughs> and, that, and I was talking to my wife about that. I said, this lady just kind of touched me today. She didn't want anything. She just touched me on my back. And I looked around. I said, oh, hey, how you doing? I said, if you hold on just a second, I'll be done with this guy. And she goes, I didn't need anything. And it's, I, I find that when sometimes, I don't know, maybe they think I'm not real, but I'm a real guy. I think that's part of it. But I think the other thing, too, is you touched her. Not in the physical sense. Yeah. But in the moral, spiritual, mental touch yeah when when you give and i'm starting to do more and more of these keynotes myself and speaking in public and when i get done with that that is the biggest reward for me you, yeah. it doesn't matter what what the paycheck is or, or any of the return it has nothing yep. to do with that 
for me, one, it's, I get a high from it. Yeah. I have this, I feel that I have a message to share. I think I can project it well. Yeah. I think I can get people excited. Yeah. I think I can ri- have people ride the emotion of, of my story mm-hmm. with me. Um, but I also know that I'm, I'm making a difference in what I do. It's important. It is. Uh, you know, I got to tell you a funny story. When I first met Ron, mm-hmm. who my, my VP, I met him through a, a mutual friend that we had who was also working for me at the time. And he was telling Ron, look, I got this guy I just met. Man, he's got all these great business ideas and he's got a ton of energy. And I, I really need you to meet him. And so Ron met me and he flew down to where I live in Nashville and met me. And uh, he and my other buddy were getting ready to head back to their homes. And they were sitting at the bar and Ron said, you know, I told Nanny that I didn't want to work for you because I didn't believe you were real. <laughs> I said, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> he goes, just all the ideas that you had. You, you're saying that the employees run the company and you can't do this without right. them. And, and uh, I never heard anybody talk like that. So I thought you were just like playing this game or something. I said, Ron, I don't play games with people's feelings, man. He said, I know that now, but I didn't think you were real. I thought you were just some jokester or prankster or maybe a scammer trying yeah. to take your yeah. money. Or something. Well, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I said, Ron, I've always been like that. That's always been who T.J. Tennant is. And, and, you know, I hope you understand that that's he said, oh, I know now that it's really you. But sometimes you come across as as so passionate about what you're trying to do and sharing your ideas with us and listening to our ideas that. You know, people could think that there's no way this guy is realistic. I said, everything is realistic. The sky's realistic, and that's our limit for right now. We're going until we get to the top. So yeah. enjoy this ride, brother. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, um, I just want to bring it around a little bit. Right? Sure. I mean, yeah. I could, I, I, there is, I told, I started this conversation with you saying that we're going to become best friends, buddy. And <laughs> we are. Like, there is a lot of similarities and connection here that yeah. I just sensed as soon as I started hearing you talk before. Um, I just want to focus back real quick sure. on why we're here today, right? Mm-hmm. And and the reason being is you talk about the importance of people being present um, and so on, and, and how your father was an inspiration for you in many ways, how you are there for your son when he wants and needs you. Um, a lot of conversation about Bill Foster, the founder of this conference, the uh, probably the, the forefather of of emergency vehicle training in, in regards to emergency vehicles, his contributions to this and who he is, what does he mean to you? Difficult question. Yeah. I've been knowing Bill now for eight years. And he's kind of like my stand-in grandfather, to be honest with you. I had said that, and, and that's why I wanted to come back to it. He cares so much about these technicians, the people involved in the fire industry, the instructors. Yeah. And he's got a personal involvement that I don't think I've ever shared with anyone in an organization like this. Because we teach law enforcement, we teach EVT technicians, and... I, I, when I, I think I had been here for maybe three years, and Bill said to me, and, and I'm going to do it in his voice because it's funnier that way. <laughs> you know, TJ, you're going to have to come here and teach till you get tired of teaching. <laughs> and I said, 
Bill, thank you. I don't know if I deserve that much graciousness, but thank you. He goes, you're that good. I'm going to have you come back again. And uh, last year I was here, and he, everybody else rode to the uh, the manufacturing facility. Bill picked me up in his truck, and we went to his house, and I met his wife. She got in the truck, and I got to talk to his wife a bit. And he, his level of caring about firefighters, emergency vehicle technicians, the manufacturers who manufacture the equipment, even his influence yeah. on those manufacturers is unsurpassed by anyone I've ever met in my life. And we don't charge to come here and do this. We do this for free as a legacy to Bill Foster yeah. because he was so influential to me in saying, hey, I need you to come in and help these people get better. And that was just so cool that he would think that I had that much of an influence over people when it comes to tires and maintenance and safety uh, that I thought, this guy is just beyond my comp. I hope and pray that when I get to be his age, I'm as significant in some way, in some genre as he is. And his level of respect, no matter where we are, we could be in California, we could be in New Jersey, working with emergency vehicle technicians or in a legal system or whatever, his name comes up. Yeah. And I've never heard his name come up in vain. They always express his level of personal and private interest in this particular genre. And it just makes me feel good to be associated with someone like that. Uh, he always saves a seat for me. He always has a reserve table. It's TJ, come on, sit at my table. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And it, he always made me feel, no matter where you get in life, sometimes you feel like uh, maybe lonely sometimes or like, you know, I don't, maybe I'm not deserving of what I'm getting. And he always welcomed me as a family member. Yes. With open arms. As a matter of fact, today, uh, when I get done here with the class and all that, I got the address of the hospital. I'm going to try to make my way there yeah. and see him because he's, he doesn't have much longer to be around. I don't know that he'll be here next year when I get back, but I want him to know that he represents more than just life and happiness. He represents family because all these 350 people here today, a lot of them knew their first time. These are new family members. Yes. They aren't new technicians. Yes. And, and even the, the the people that are in my tire class today come in, they've, they've heard of me. They've never seen me. And, you know, they were told, hey, you should go to the tire class. And they're thinking the same thing I thought the first time I went to a tire class. Oh, this is going to be boring. <laughs> and in the first 30 minutes, they're like, holy freaking yeah. crap. This is insane, yes. man. And, uh, and that's how we basically run our business. Uh, whether it's in this genre or something else, is by word of mouth. And I feel like when someone tells someone, hey, TJ and his staff are really good. If you need them, they're the people you need to call. I'm not just working for me then. I got somebody else that put their livelihood possibly online for us to represent not only us, but them as well. That's the biggest compliment I could ever get. And that's Bill Foster to me, because Bill Foster has told everyone that I've ever seen him meet Hey, have you been to TJ's class? I love <laughs> just, that. Yeah. Just a great guy. And like I said, he's beyond just the physical realm. Sure. This guy is here in spirit. He's still here. He's still alive. For sure. You feel it. He's here in spirit with his arms around everybody in here, making them feel like 
not only are you somebody, but you're wanted. Yeah. And not only that, you're appreciated and thanks for what you do for the fire, the emergency fire technicians industry. I haven't met him. I've heard so much about him the last two days, and we're here for another day. So I'm sure the stories will keep coming as I interview and talk with more people. I hope that I have the ability to meet him, uh, to shake his hand. I, I know that he's an innovator. He's somebody that has pushed the fire service forward. Yes. Um, and making our job better and safer. And as a firefighter, I'm super appreciative of that for sure. Any last words, anything that I've missed or didn't think about with the fire truck training conference and your and your participation? Or uh, I love it. Yeah. I, mean, I think every young boy likes fire trucks. And <laughs> I still, I Absolutely. I still have an old fire. My son liked fire trucks. And for, I remember the first time I brought him to a conference, I think he was probably 15 or 16. And he got to see a fire truck and get in one. I, I didn't think I was being to get him out of that. Right? Right? I'm yeah. like, come on, man. Yeah. I said, you want to work? Can I show you the tires? <laughs> yeah. I, he's like, no, that's the best tires. part. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But having the honor to, to come here, feel appreciated, learn things, learn from people they learn from us is a great experience and a great honor. Yes. And even to meet you guys, because I had never met you guys sure. before. And, uh, and seeing how nice you guys were, I could tell you were nice. I got that sixth sense. My spidey sense was like, they're, they're okay. Don't hate them right off. Call them, Joe. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but no, it's just a great place. I hope you guys get to come back again. For sure. Um, I'd love to see you guys. And I want to sit the, through your whole class, to be honest with you. And I just have nothing to, I'm telling you this, right? I love to learn. I mean, I love different things. And I, I automotives is not one of my strong points. I'm mm -hmm. a mechanical guy, but on the industrial side, yeah. inside of the firehouse. So automotive is not a strong suit for me. Um, and I never knew that there was so much that went into tires. And I literally watched you for 15, 20 minutes before doing a show and tell about, you know, looking at damage on tires and what, you know, and so on. And just your magnetism. I, I was like, I was consumed your teaching style and the way that you talk to your, I don't even want to say students, your peers, your, your peep, the people that are there to, to soak in your knowledge and experience. Um, I'd love to do that. I, I, I would love to see you speak. I think you bring such a positivity about you. Your aura, your your sense of being is overwhelming, man. And uh, I would, just keep it going. I would love to have you guys at yeah. one of those classes. The fun. whole class is exhausting for everybody. I mean, I mean, half the class. And uh, we actually also do a five-day class, which is just tires for five days, hands-on in classroom. And we normally teach law enforcement. And every single person who has ever seen us or taken an opportunity to sit in one of our classes come out saying, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. And uh, it's just an honor to be here. I think the message, too, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, we meet so many different people from all different walks, right, in, in different avenues and lanes. And, they, you know, a tire guy, a guy that invents Tic Tacs, like whatever it is, right? <laughs> yeah. They all have a story. It's how they tell that story. Yeah. Right? You have such an incredible passion for what you do um, and to share your knowledge along the way. We're all better for it. So if it's tires, it's tires. It's tires, baby. They're they they taste like chicken. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> thank you, Joe. So absolute pleasure to sit down with you today. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your busy time. But uh, this was a great conversation. I know it's not going to be the last between us. I enjoyed it.